Okay, today's daf is daf chaf dalad, and we were discussing yesterday um, the t'nai gadam b'nei gadam b'nei ruven. We also were looking at the situations when Rebbe Meir requires a double t'nai, a two-way t'nai, and then we tried we try to understand the different mishnahs in terms of the brighter in Kiddushin relating to Harim Yekodesh, the Ammanach Yerudgashamim, which I put on the sheet here, what we're going to relate to in a moment, and then also the case of Eruvin and things like that, and so we're trying to understand the t'nai, this double t'nai. Um, so the, what the Gemara does now is it questions a whole meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu says if you go ahead and, and fight with your brothers and cross on, on the other side of Israel then you'll give your land but im itself isn't that law the change of words is not but rather isn't that also and if it's then even Rebbe Meir agrees that lachar is im, like we'll get to that in a moment. Lachar is, then it's, it's then it would agree that you don't need a two-way tonight. So just to explain it, this is what we said yesterday. We said, I've brought this on the sheet, the Machlok of Rebbe Meir and Chachamim, at least in the first reading, called the Chavraya, was based on the the the, um, the break from Kiddushin, that if someone says, Rebbe Kodeshali Al-Manashi Gushamim, if it says you're betrothed to me on uh, on condition that the rain falls, that's when you've got a machloka. That's almanat. However, if the person says the Gemara continued, I put on just on the lip now. If someone says you you um I want this to be chal ah meaning on almanat on condition that the that, that it rains, then. Everyone agrees. Now, what's the difference? Now, what I've tried to show you here on the sheet is the difference between Lashana Im and Achar and Almanat. Okay? Im is the, I'm doing a Mason now, but I only want it to be Chal at a later point in time. Okay? In that situation, it seems to be the way the Gemara explained it. We'll see. It's, we'll switch it later on. But at least till now, based on yesterday and the assumption of the Gemara now, if someone says Im, then Everyone agrees you don't need a two-way tonight. You're saying it's only going to be chal at that point in time in the future. And that's what we said yesterday. However, if they said al-manat, that's where the machloket is. Why? Why does Rebbe Meir require a two-way tonight when you say al-manat? Because I want it to be chal now. The chalotamais is happening right now. However, it's if the tonight is not fulfilled, I'm effectively being okay. I'm uprooting the maiser and saying my maiser I did now is meaningless. Okay, I'm undoing it. So because what I'm doing, I'm, I'm being based on a future event, that's when Rebbe Merok says, oh, now I need a two-way tonight like B'nai Gad and Okay, but what the Gemara is asking now is, the whole tonight B'nai Gad and what was it like? Is that a case of Achar or is it a case of Almanat? And what it would appear to be that what's happening is, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to B'nai Gad I will give you that chelek if, again, in a future point in time, if you go ahead and fight with your brothers across the across the Neris Israel. So that seems to, and if it's a case of im, then lekule alma, everyone agrees you don't need a, a two-way t'nai. So then why did Moshe Rabbeinu do a two-way t'nai in that situation? In other words, we're sort of getting this circular and unfortunate logic here. Because again, the whole requirement of a two-way t'nai, meaning the positive and the negative is stated explicitly, according to Rebbe Meir, is only when the Chaluta Maisa is happening now, Almanat, a future event. 
And because if it's not fulfilled, it's okay, Hamas, there it uproots it, like I've shown you in a diagram in the bottom right-hand corner, then that's when he has this high, heightened requirement. However, he's learning from B'nai Grad and Ruven, which it itself is not one of those cases. It's a case of im or achar, if you like. When he said im, meaning you're going to get that area in Transjordan only when in the future events, if you come through, go through with, um, you know, leading, leading the battle when you come to Eretz Israel. So what the Gemara says and answers is actually says no, that the case of B'nai Gad Ruven is actually like case of Almanat. So I'll just read the Gemara inside. The Gemara says no. Amar le shnia hi why shaitar lislif nehem vehu mevakesh lotziam miadam. It says because it was already muchzeket biadam. Now I'll, I'll just I'll read you Reb Chaim. He says shrei haita every adam muchzeket biadam. They already conquered it. It was in their hands. Because shomer and therefore it's kumer ma'achshav. Then it's like an almanat. It's like saying from now it's already yours. Demish it's a dummy, right? Shiratzam moshel and chilam otoshah. He wants to say this is yours now. What you have in your hand. Not in the tonight, what was the tonight going to do? The tonight was going to do Lahotziam. It was going to take it out of their possession if they didn't go ahead and fulfill the tonight. And therefore, it's like Lahutzrach, therefore Lechabot. Now, therefore, it's like a situation of In other words, what the Gemara is saying is the whole situation of B'nai Gad and Ruben with Moshe Rabbeinu is since it was already Muchzeke Biadam, they're really taken hold of it, they've conquered those regions and they're really affected Muchzeke Biadam, then it's exactly like the case of Almanat. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu saying, this is yours, me'achshav, right, already now, what you have in your hand. But if you don't fulfill it, I'm going to, the Tanai is going to okay the Maeser. Meaning it won't be considered yours. And that's why, as we said, that's the situation Rabbi Meir says, we learn from that situation, we need require a double Tanai. Specifically there, where the Chalot is now, but, but the, the future Tanai, if it's fulfilled, it will be okay the Maeser. Okay? So... What I want you to get out of this, uh, this piece is the first understanding of the debate between Rebbe Meir and the Chachamim. Again, if it's a situation of Almanat, like we have in our Mishnah, or as we say, Me'achshav, where the Chalot HaMaiser is now, and if the Tanai is not fulfilled, then it's going to be the Maiser, that's when Rebbe Meir says, that's the case of B'nai Gad and Reuven, that's the situation we say we need a double Tanai. However, if it's just a Im or Achar, meaning Harab Mekudeshetli, Say achar shi like we said in the Gemara yesterday, which is meaning the chaluta mice is only going to be chal at a later point in time. Let's call it a lighter situation. Well, therefore, in that situation, everyone agrees you don't need a two-way tnai. Okay, that's the way again. Reb Chaim and By the way, everything we're reading now, as we continue this, everyone explains it very differently, but it's very important. Again, we keep this consistent way of learning the Gemara. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yehuda, now Rabbi Yehuda ben Shalom. Says Rebuild and Pazi Bishem Ryochanan, Yadulis Symphon, when it comes to the Shtare Erusin, it seems that we go like Shitat Rebbe Mer de Kidushin, meaning that we require a two way tonight. And you'll see why in a minute. Now, here we're going to flip everything on its head, everything I've just told you on its head. You'll see in a moment. Because Rebbe Ramchina says, Chabru de Rabbanan by Velamara Karebi Mer, even Rabbanan require it. Why? Because late can Amaravavahu, don't we see that the Girsi is in such a situation when someone's making it tonight, you do a two way tonight, even going to Rabbanan. Because said a symphon kach or symphon exen, this is the Lashon of Ashtarit Rosin. Someone says, Ana ploni bar ploni. No, so and so is Makadesh otach ploni bar ploni is doing a, using the Shtare Rosin, if you like, and he's saying that I'm, I'm, you're being betrothed to me. Almana on condition me ten lach. Lich, that I'll give you makamat ploni. They'll give you such and such amount of money. Okay, makamat is from the from the lashon of yikom. 
In other words, a certain amount of money. Okay. Um, um, and I'll marry it such a, uh, on, on, uh, on such and such a day. However, in at, at, at Yom Ploni, but if that doesn't occur, the day arrives, now importantly what we find here is it was a two-way tonight. Okay? So the Gemara says, but one second, now already Reb Chaim says, so what the Gemara is asking him says, he says, the last one of Yemar is a bit according to the way he's explaining it. But I'll just read it inside. He says, when you sue the Albanat, according to him, you don't need the Tanaikaful. So very important to understand here, and he explains this as it goes further, down, further down in this big long Dibur Matchil, is that the Amoraim in this situation understand that Machloka between Rabbi Meir and Chachamim is the opposite of what I explained in the beginning of Shir. In other words, if it's Almanat, then everyone agrees you don't need Tanai Kaful. If it's Im being Chal in the future, then, oh, that's when the Machloket is. So the opposite of what I said. In the beginning, I said the Machloket, Rebbe Meir, Chachamim, is only if it was with a Chaluta Maisa, was going to be Oker. Like, Chaluta Maisa was now, and it's going to be Oker in the future. But now we're saying everyone agrees that you don't need It's only when you make it tonight to be Chal in the future. So it's opposite than we've been saying in yesterday's daf and the beginning of today's daf. So and I'll read you here um, what I've pretty much quoted straight out of Rav Chaim. And I'll read it inside anyway. Uh, I'll read it from the sheet. It says, mm-hmm. In other words, when I'm being doche the chalut, I'm pushing off the chalut to a future date, future point in time, that's more shaky. That's when I need to have a tnei kaful. So in the first case, in the case of imachar, okay, that's when I need to have a more substantial two-way thing. If I do a Mesa right now, the tole and I'm taller than Mesa, but Tnai ain't so richly pole. I don't need Tnai. Shari lo chala Mesa el al Tnai because the Mesa itself that's happening now is only being chal based on a Tnai. So it's kind of the opposite of what we've been saying. It's very important to catch this, otherwise, it's very difficult to understand the face of Gemara. Okay? So therefore, what we see here is because the Lashon of that, um, that bright, of, of this symphon, was the language of Almanat. And according to the Amoraim here, everyone agrees Almanat, you don't need a Tanai Kaful. Then why do we even, why is this Lashon of the, uh, of the Symphon, of this Shtari Rusin, having a two-way Tanai? If everyone agrees in the situation of, Al, of this, of this Almanat, you don't need a Tanai Kaful. That's what the Gemara asks. The Gemara says, I don't understand. You don't need a Tanai Kaful in the situation of this Almanat. Where the Chalut says now, and if not Mikaya, uh, but, but it's hinging on a future event. So Amar, uh, um, so now just, just, uh, just a, a, a difficulty with this, Reb Chaim points out, that I'll take a break for a moment, is that we saw the whole break in Kiddushin, it said Almanat, right? And it explicitly says there, it's Machlok Ebrebi Merchachamim. We're saying now in this situation of Almanat, everyone agrees you don't need to make a full, and that's what the whole Kasha of the Gemara is at the moment. But in yesterday's daf, when we learned it, we saw a brighter that said Almanat, and there's an explicit Machloket. So the way Reb Chaim explains it there, he says, no, it might be that that Almanat, also Almanat is, uh, is, is a Machloket, whether how you understand Almanat. 
He's almanat me'achshav dami or klachar dami. Okay? So he, he says that maybe that that situation, yardu v'shami im lav in mukresha to kol shadayin, one second, um, he says, the sphere of almanat lav kol me'achshav dami. It might just be that that bright, the way these Amoraim understand that almanat is the kule alma and the mechlokit is only achar, is that that almanat is going to shit to the almanat, almanat doesn't mean me'achshav, it means Okay, that's how you'd have to deal with that brighter. But anyway, back to this Gemara. This Gemara is, is according to the opinion that if the if the Chalut HaMaisa happens now, hinging on a future event, then everyone agrees that, you know, you don't need a Tznai Kaful. It's only when, only when the Chalut HaMaisa is going to be in a future point in time that we need Tznai Kaful. That's when Rebbe Mary says, I need a double, a, a, a double Tznai. Okay, but the problem is we've just brought a, a situation, this symphon that seems to have this Shtare Rusin that has a two-way condition, meaning the positive and the negative explicitly stated, and it's an almanat, and it's chaluta maises me'achshav, and really no one says you need a t'naikaful, so why is it that this uh, Shtare Rusin has a t'naikaful? Okay, that's what the Gemara is asking. So the Gemara says, um, so the Gemara says no. I'm uh, sorry, I missed it wrong. The answer is ilu lo kafal to know miyakar kiddushin. That's 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 the answer to the question. I, I read it as part of it before. But this is really the answer. So read Rambam. Says the ilu hayakofel tnai. Had he not done a tnai kafal in the case of Rosin, mihaba amin miyakar kiddushin. Who says that the kiddushin would have been okay? Meaning, okay, meaning kolikar. Vahachim afreshne. I might have understood the tnai as follows. If I give you such a such a pony, and I bring you into my house beyond pony. Then it's kiddushin me'achshav. But what? V'ilah, that if I don't, then I might, then you might think not that it's, are you not married to me at all, but rather, l'kesher ten, that when I give you the money, or l'kesher nis, when I bring you in, then yachol kiddushin. In other words, again, we had this same um, uh, sort of uh, argument yesterday. Meaning, sometimes you need a tnaika full for a technicality. You need it to be two ways in order to be a, a, a solid enough tnaik going to remain in particular situations. And we saw the machloket today, which situation that's in. Now, where the Gemara is saying in this situation, according to the Marim here, you don't need a tnaika full to make it a proper tonight. The tnaik would be a solid tonight. However, I need a two-way tonight because it's ambiguous otherwise. Not for a laws of Hilchot Naim, but rather in this situation would be ambiguous. Because if a person says, I'll give you some money on such and such a day, the assumption might be if I didn't have the full explicit understanding that if I don't give you not Mikudesha to me, I could understand that maybe he means that if I give you the money in 30 days time and I, and, 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 um, and I bring you into my house on such a day, then you Mikudesha, and if I don't, then whenever I do in the future, that's when it's going to be Mekudesha. Okay? In other words, to get rid of the ambiguity, what the negative might be, I have to state it, state it explicitly. Okay? That's what we're saying. In other words, again, there's always two ways to understand this. Is it a, a din in Hilchot's name in order to make it proper? Tznai, it has to be a Tznai Kaful. Okay? That might depend on the situation within Shittar Red Meir. But other situations, I might just need it because it's ambiguous otherwise, but not a din in Hilchot's name to make it a solid Tznai. Okay? That's the, that's the, that's, that's the sugya. Now the Gemara says, but one second. But one second, I understand. We see Reb Meir and Hilchot Shvot. Particularly Shvot Eidut. I won't go into the details now. But we see that if, that you can imply the positive from a negative. 
In other words, and I don't need to say both ways explicitly because I can apply one for the other. But why is it suddenly with it when it comes to Kiddushin? In the case of Almanat, he requires it to be um, to be explicit both ways. In other words, it, it was, again, the case of the Kiddushin was since it was, despite the fact it was only a one-way tonight, saying what's going to happen if it rains, if it rains, if not, not. According to Rebbe Meir, no, I need it to be both ways. Now the Gemara asks, I don't understand, in other laws like Schwartz Edot and things like that, you can imply the opposite from the other. Okay, you don't need to state both sides explicitly. So why is it Mikidushin is Machmir? So Amra Matnaya al Shem Chomer Hubo Arayot. So which means as follows: He says that normally, yes, you can be Mashmelamish from Lava Tashomeyahen. You know, a reader of Chaim is really important. Um, he says, um, he says, Lolam Itle Mikla Lava Tashomeyahen. You know what? Normally, Reb Mary says you can imply the positive from the negative. You know, you can infer one from the other. Elahacha. Because of the humor of Ayurot, meaning forbidden relationships have a very severe punishment associated with them. Um, you need a you need a kapul. Ah, but once again, you ask me a question. What about tonight, Bnei Gad and Reuven? The whole Bnei Gad wasn't Isturei Arayot. It says, It's nothing to do with Arayot. Nonetheless, Lokasha. Because it's only in the world of Isurim that you can say Mikla Lava Tashomehen, but it comes to Mammon, you can't do you don't do that. When Isurimer says you can imply affirmative from the negative and things like that, that's by Shavuot. That's Dimi Isurim. The Alzeh, that's what the Gemara is saying, but despite the fact that in the world of Isurim, since it's chamor, we we don't say miklalav ata shomea hen. Okay, Zedr. That's that sugi. That was a quite difficult piece, but now it means um, Hashem. It uh, makes it a bit easier from the rest of the day. Let's continue. Now, logitne. Now, let's not forget where we started. We were talking about someone who places to eruvin down. Okay, and he says, if the going come from the west, I want my eruv to be the one in the east, and vice versa. And if there comes a neither, I want to be home, etc. So the Gemara says, what if he places two Eruvim down, meaning he thinks he can make two Eruvim? In other words, he understands that he, he sort of kind of knows this whole idea of Eruvim, of Tchum, and he knows it buys me direction in one direction, but he wants to walk, you know, both directions very far. So he thinks I just have to put food in all the different directions and let me walk very far, not knowing that it actually moves his Makom Shvita to that one place. So what's a din? So I read Rev Ben Tchumim. So, so the answer is what the Gemara says. So sorry. Let's start again. Lloyd Nai didn't make it tonight, so he thought he could do both. So Nishiminahada can learn from this follows. Harry Shri Bain Shnechlomim. If someone put two Tchumim down, meaning what happens is both Eruvim are effectively like their corner, in the sense that he can only walk in the overlap between those two Tchumim. Okay? Not that he can walk. All the Tchumim, but it's the it's the intersection no? in, in in mathematics. Okay, not the union. So um, so how I mix that What if they don't really overlap? They don't come to a point like they just touch one another. He cannot move at all. Similarly, in other words, it's important to understand here. Just as you are limited how far you can walk on Shabbos, so too is your property. So in other words, let's say you lend something to your friend who has a different chum, he can only take that item as far as you can walk. 
Okay, so the Gemara says, what if there's a behima of two of shnei shutbim? Two people own this animal, and this animal is limited how far it can go based on the tchum of the two shutafim. And let's say they both have different ruv, eruv zebatafon vezebaderom, and each can make a ruv in different directions. Then again, it can only go, this animal can only be moved or go in the overlap of those two tchumim. However, what if there's basically no overlap? You can't move the animal at all. Next, what if you shek the animal? What about the meat? Now, everyone agrees you could rely on the concept of breira. Okay, to, meaning that once I cut up this animal, I can say that the, the, um, the hind quarter was yours from Erev Shabbos and the head was mine from Erev Shabbos, for example. Right, and then theoretically, you think now I can take, I can take the high, uh, the sorry, I can take the, the head was mine, yeah. So I can take the head as far as I like, and you can take the hind quarter as far as you like. However, what Rev Rav says, no, since on the onset of Shabbos they were yonkin zemizem, meaning as Shabbos came in, as if you like, it was kona the tchum. Even if you try and work out Breira, since they drew life force from one another, they are limited still by the overlap. If you like, they can't go anywhere. However, Ula says, no, we, we don't, we don't care about that fact. And now we can rely on Breira and they can take it. They can each take it as far, their parts, however far they can go. However, Mode Rav, however, Rav agrees. If we're dealing with a chavit, a barrel of wine. And then if it was again a barrel of wine by two, by, owned by two Shutafim. And then on Shabbos, they both divided. Then there's no issue of Yenika anymore. They can each say, this is my wine from Rav Shabbos, this is your wine from Rav Shabbos, and they can each take their wine wherever they can walk. Okay, next. Okay, meaning, in other words, at the end of the Mishnah, when it says, Im ba'u mikan mikan la konche atzelech, Mifaresh, the Gemara is explaining what, Im ba'u diktani a'akum ka'i, referring to the, the, the non-Jews, these, uh, the akum that are coming, and if they don't come, lo imim lo ba'u lo mikan mikan ma'akum ka'i. So anyway, that's kind of how we explain the Mishnah anyway. Let's continue. Ba'i goi mina marav, mina marav ha'eruv la, it's a mizrach eruv of marav. So again, the way we, we learned the Mishnah before, is the goyim came from one direction? You want the eruv to be in the other direction. However, itani tani, some people teach the opposite. That if they come to me, the mizrach, I want my eruv to be in the direction of the mizrach. I mean, the directions where these uh, goyim are coming from. So the question is why. So man tana damar the mizrach ilum tax sorry taxivote. Um, so the shita that says that you learn in the Mishnah that I want it to be in the direction in which the goyim are coming. That's regarding a Moshe Lair, like a ruler of a city, that you might need to go and Mephiasin or Litzok or, or, or um, present your uh, requests. Or in other words, you need some sort of diplomatic relationship with this individual. So therefore, you want the Tchum to be in the direction where this guy is coming from. However, the Manda Amar says that shit like we learned in our Mishnah that said you want to be the opposite direction. That's Be'ilin Romai. That's dealing with the Rome, Romaim. So according to... Um, that's dealing with uh, the going or coming to steal. And therefore, and you want to flee from them, in that situation, that's when you want the Erev to be the opposite direction. Okay? So it's nothing, it, it depends who you're talking about when, when you say the, the um, Goyim. It says what the nature of when you want to be in the direction or not in the direction. Now, this is for you, Menachem, to finish the mission. Now it says, What if you put two him down? And you say you want your Erev to be in the direction. If the Chacham comes to the east, I want my Erev to the east. 
And he says, if it comes, if it comes from the west, I want to be in the west. If, if the two chachamim come in different directions, I would like to go. I, I would like to choose. Right? If it doesn't come in either, then then harini iri. So it's affecting the same cases we saw by the akum, but the, kind of the opposite. Meaning, I want to go in the direction of this person who seems to be coming. Okay. Again, relying on Breyer, like we said before. To say that now I know it's Puvra, Davarana, Freya, which Eru was Kone already on Ben Ashmashot. Okay. Now Rabbi Yehuda says, Im mehem rabo. If one of them is his Rav, Yalech etza Rabo. Okay. Um, then that's the one who goes. Shneim Rabo Tab, what if they're both Rabo Lamakom, Shetzei Lech, he can go whichever way he likes. Now, Bachacham Mina Mizrach, the Gemara says, Itani Tani, Bemarav. Some, just as we had a opposite Girsa, or sorry, opposite teaching, if you like, in the Mishnah by the Goyim, so too by the Chacham. Some people say that if the Chacham is to the west, I want it to be to the east, the opposite direction. The Gemara explains, Madaba Mizrach, the Shita that says, I want it to be in the same direction the Chacham is coming, that's Be'ilin Chachimaya. That's we're dealing with a Chacham. And in terms of where he's going to give Shir, she was Doresh Barabim, and the person wants to go and hear the Shir. That's what we're talking about. However, Manda Amar, the Shita that says it wants to be the opposite direction, that's Biragil. What is Baragil? It sounds to be here that it's referring to a regular person, meaning someone who doesn't teach any chidush in Bichlau. Or Malamit Tinokot. Okay? Rabbi Rav Chaim explains, And that might be where the person wants to avoid such an individual. Now, I'm not sure what you have here. Do you have the mission immediately? Or do you have the next lines? Rabbi Yehud Omer. You got the Mishnah, yeah? Mishnah straight away. Okay, so... Which kind of would make it easier, but I'll, I'll, I'll just, uh, in my Gemara, I've got in square brackets, it says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, ragul, ragul, Now, this bit hard to understand ragul, because it doesn't mean ragul like in the previous section. So, in the Shinoi he says, this is like what it says in the Tosefta. I'll read you what it says in the Tosefta. It says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ilu mehem rabo, If one of them is your Rav, you go by the Rav, like said in Mishnah. Rabotav, if both of them are your Rav, then you'll go etzel mishiragil etzlo, the one, the rav that you're more frequent, go, frequently go to. That's a lashon of ragul then. And in hayaragil etzel shneiem, then if they both seem to be his rabbanim that he's more frequent with, then we say that, or that he, he's equal, equally frequent, like uh, attends to and things like that, then we say that he goes mokom Okay, next Mishnah. I'm sorry, so according to this, you can make more than one Eruv? No, you can't make more than Eruv. What you're doing uh, is placing two Eruvim down. Now, only yeah. one Eruv can be Konev. But I'm stipulating the onset of Shabbos based on a future event, which Eruv is the ones can be Chal, or possibly neither are going to be Chal. How could it okay. be a future event? Where's the Chacham going to come from? Meaning, he might be... He, he might, okay, the idea is he might have placed an Eruv down himself so he can come give a shear to the city. But people in the city yeah. can only go to... Uh, he'd have to place the Eruv down to meet him at that location. Let's say there's another city nearby where he gives a Shabbos, Shabbos Shuba Drapsha or something like that, right? Yeah. So the question is, we don't know if he's going to that city to the east or the west. Okay? So in other words, he, he's not sure on set of Shabbos. They didn't get the WhatsApp message. And therefore, what he did is he, um, he makes it tonight. If he comes to the east, I want it to be the east so I can go to the east to hear the Drasha. And if he goes to the west, I want to go to the west so I can hear the Drasha. I'm not sure which city they decided he'd go to. Okay? That's the um, mm. that, that's right. idea. So again, but that, that, that's exactly what the Gemara was asking before. If he didn't make it nigh, then it's going to be a big trouble because then it's going to be the overlap of the two. He has to make it nigh because only one Eruv can be connected. 
Okay. Now, next Mishnah. Halacha Zayin. Rebel Yezer Omer, Yom Tov Shehu Samuch Shabbos. What if you got Yom Tov that is close to Shabbos? In other words, one after the other. It doesn't matter which way around. If it's, it says, A person can place two Eruvim down. Because it might be on Yom Tov he wants to go one direction and on Shabbos he wants to go other direction. And according, importantly, to Rebel Yezer, he understands that Shabbos and Yom Tov is Shtei Kudushot him. Okay. So we can say, First Eruv, I want to be to the east. Vasheni Lamara. Or he can say, Harishon, I want to be to the West, Marav, Vashini, I want to be the Mizrach. Or he can say, Eruv, Harishon, Vashini, I want to, I, another, I want my Eruv to work on the first day. Vashini, I want to be like Bnei Iri. Vashini, um, Vashini, or Hashini, I want to be Eruv, Vashini, I want to be like Bnei Iri. Importantly, Reb, um, Reb Eliezer understands this two Kudushot him, and therefore they require two independent Eruvins. Havachachamim, Omrim says no. Yeah, at this stage, it sounds like Chachamim hold that it's you can only go one direction or none at all. Or Merev and the Shneamim or Enomer of Kolikar. Or again, it's one rule for both days, meaning Shabbos and or none at all. In other words, they understand at least at this stage, we'll see later on the actually Choshesh, they have a suffix, whether it is Shtei Kudushot or Kudushechad. Now, if it's one Kudusha, you can't, it's like trying to split an Eruv halfway through Shabbos. It doesn't work. Okay? So therefore, now the Gemara says, Ketzad Huyas, Ketzad Yaseh. What should you do? Now, because it's a suffix, and it's important to understand, because it's a suffix, whether it's two day, two different days, as we'll see in a moment, the Eruv has to be there both on Shabbos and on Yom Tov, or Yom Tov Shabbos, whichever way around it is. So, but, in other words, if it gets eaten up in between, because it might be two days, you're going to be in trouble. So what do we do? On the first day, you go, you put Erev down, and you wait there. Let's say it's Yontav into Shabbos. You take it and bala and take, bring it home. You come the second day, and you wait there, and you consume it there. Now you can't use, importantly and understand here, you can't use a different Erev. Because if you use a different one, then you're going to be making me Yontav Shabbos. It has to be the same Erev that you set aside from before. That's why you're bringing it home and taking it back again. In other words, it has to be the same one there. Ochlon, you eat it there. Balo, then you can come home. Therefore, he's mistaker. He's profited in the fact that he went there and made a second Eruv, and he also is able to eat it. Now, it's important to understand, according to Rashi in the Bavli, that it must be dealing with a shaliach. Why? Because if it wasn't a shaliach, someone can what's called ma'arev baraglav. Simply standing at the location, can, he can form an Eruv, an Eruv and that's ikar Eruv baraglav. It's actually machlok later on. So therefore, the fact that I have to be sending again and the Eruv on, on the second, which second day, whichever it is, Shabbos and Yontav, must be referring to a shaliach, that he's, he's doing by way of a shaliach. Okay? That's important to understand. Nechal barishon, if it get already eaten, Eruv alarishon ve'enero lasheni. If it got eaten, consumed on the first day, then the Eruv works the first day and not the second day. Ah, so what does Rebbe Yezir say? If that's the case, don't you therefore agree with me that Shtei Kudushot him? Because again, if you really thought it was one long kedusha, then I don't care. As long as soon as as soon as the first I put the eruv down and the first day comes in, be it Shabbos Yontav, then it works for the full long kedusha. It doesn't need to be the whole time. So Rebbe Yezer says, "See, don't you agree with me? Then the fact that you say it has to be there the second day means you agree to take kedusha then." But as we've explained already, we'll see this as we go through the Gemara tomorrow. Chachami actually hold it to suffolk. Meaning they're not sure do we treat the ruach, uh, one, one long kedusha or two kedusha then. So to cover both bases, you can only do one direction. And but you have to put the arrow down on both those days. Okay. So call to have a good arrow. Oh yeah.